welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. You know, I don't know what you're like, but when, when I'm praising God and when I'm worshiping God, I get thoughts in my head, keep popping into my head. And I keep a pen and paper with me when I come to church, whether it's got a phone. If you've got a phone, can I encourage you? When those thoughts pop in your head, write them down. Get out your phone and write them down. You know, I'm writing things down like, we are free. I'm, I'm not coming to, to God this morning saying, Lord, will you set me free? We are free. And we just got to step into that freedom that he's already obtained for us. It's just the lies of the enemy that says we're not. And can we, can we make the decision, we're going to come under his authority today, to stand as his kids today. Not, not listen to what the enemy is saying, but stand as his kids, because I don't know what you're thinking, but for me, this season we're in is, is a, in history, in the Western world especially, is, is one where, where God is being taken out of society. It's, it's one where the world system is moving away from God's system. And we're seeing the gap getting wider and wider and wider. And, and can, I, can I encourage us all, and I'm going to say encourage us all, that we're all going to have to make choices in this next season, whether it be the next one month, five years or whatever, what our faith really stands for. Yeah. And our lifestyle and what we choose and what we say is going to have to, we're going to make a choice whether we believe in what this says or what the world, world says. And the gap is going to grow but I believe the church is going to overcome. You know, I, I, I do believe this is an, an, an amazing season we're in because I can see the church being stirred in Australia. I don't know what you're feeling, but when I start to get stirred, I make a choice. You, you, you know, when, when you get stirred, um, it, it's like you go for a swim. And when, when you go for a swim, you get a choice. You can jump in and you can go ankle deep, knee deep chest deep, and we're, we're actually reading a scripture about that, aren't we? <laughs> or or over, over your head. We've been living in that for a long, long time, and it's a choice. And by Joe's a swim teacher too, by the way. So she probably encourages her kids to stay not overhead deep all the time. Um, but we get a choice of where, where, where we want to, how, how deep we want to go. And can I encourage you in the season, make a choice, I'm going in over my head. Where God, I'm over my depth here, I'm out of my depth, but God, I'm going to trust in you. You know, the more I see the Holy Spirit move in my life, the more I realize my absolute need for the Holy Spirit. It's not like all of a sudden you get a little bit and I'm right now, I'm set, I'm all good. God, you can just go do your thing. The more I have of his Holy Spirit, the more I have him, the more I realize my absolute need for him. Um, and, and I don't want everyone to lose that. You know, for, I think one of the scriptures we could say for the season is when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And, and that means this, when the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him, you, you do realize that means the Spirit of the Lord is going to raise up a standard through you. Through you. It's not we sit back in our lounge chairs and say, Holy Spirit, you just go and raise the standard and we're just going to sit back and kick back. No, this is one where we put, we put our, the weapons of our warfare on and we choose to step in where God wants, wants to go. So I'm going to base a bit of what I'm saying this morning. I'm, I'm, I've called my message Dig a Ditch 
Um, probably sounds pretty negative when you hear that, doesn't it? Dig a ditch. Um, but this is a story, um, and it's, it's from Israel and Judah, and at this, this season, Israel and Judah, I don't know if you know the, the history of Israel, but they'd split into two different kingdoms, and they'd, they put the Moabites into submission, and the Moabites decided one day they, they were not going to um, come under them any longer, and that they weren't going to, they used to give them sheep and, and goods every year because they, they were in submission to Israel. They choose, said they weren't going to do it any longer. So the kings of Israel and Judah decided, no, we, we don't like that. We're going to go out because these Moabites are in submission to us and we need to keep them in submission. So the king of Israel goes to the king of Judah and the king of Judah goes to the king of Edom and they decide they're going to go out to battle against, against the Moabites. And they decided out of their own wisdom they were just going to join together and they were going to go on this trek and, and, and it was a seven-day trek they decided to go on where they were going to meet, meet the Moabites. Didn't go to the Lord. Just decided they were going to go. And they marched seven days and after seven days without water, they started grumbling and, and the cry went out that they thought they were going to die against the king of Moab. And I want to read from this point on in the text, and it's from 2 Kings 3, 11 to 24. Um, if you'd like to put that in your, your pens or your phone or whatever. It's from 2 Kings 11 to 24. And it says from verse 11, it says, But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? You know, here they are lost, and they decided, hey, let, let's go and get a prophet. So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elijah, the son of Shaphat, is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elijah said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not with that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you, but now bring me a musician. Gee, strong words. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him, and he said, Thus says the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, your, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will, he will deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city, and shall cut down every good tree and stop every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. And now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered and they stood at the border and they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. And they said, this blood, the kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now therefore, Moab to the spoil. So they came to the camp of Israel, and Israel rose up and attacked the Moabites. So they fled before them, and they entered their land, killing the Moabites. Long story. 
I think that first up, there's a bit of a word here for someone today. That you've been like the kings of Israel. You haven't inquired the Lord and you've made some decisions. And you've found yourself in a position that you never really wanted to be. And if you don't hear anything else this morning, go to the Lord. Go to the word of the Lord. Get some counsel from, from the word of the Lord. And then make a strong decision. See, the kings had come up with this brilliant idea after getting lost. Let's get a prophet and let's just ask God what to do. And, and, and how many of us <laughs> just don't do that? We make decisions. And after we've made this big decisions decision, we suddenly say, hey, God, will you pull me out of this? God, will you help me? I'm, I'm lost. Will you help me? Can I encourage us all today? Let's go to God first. Let, let's not go anywhere else first, but straight to God. So I've got a few simple, simple headings. And the first heading is God Speaks. And if you've been in Highway Church for any length of time, you will know that one of the sayings we have is to go from, and Pastor Byron is very strong on this, he goes from word of the Lord to the word of the Lord. And what, that is one of the things he sticks by. He hears for the word of the Lord and he sits in the word of the Lord that he's, that he's been given until God says the next word of the Lord. And it should be the same for our families, for our nation, to know what the Lord God says and then follow it. Because in Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, it says, My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. I've got a bit of a confession to make. This could be a confessional box here this morning. Um, some, of, some of Claire's and mine's um, largest discussions have been over directions. Um, let's call them discussions. Some of them have been quite loud, raucous discussions. And, and you know, this, this phone can be really, really good. But when somebody's got Google Maps and someone's got another map and they're both saying the different things and someone's got to be right, it doesn't help. Enough said. And we were going to a meeting the other day and uh, we were travelling up and, and I had my phone plugged in and I, I just turned off the highway and Claire and, and my son Caleb were in the car and just as I turned off the highway, for some reason, I don't know whether I lost reception or what happened, but the screen on, on the car went, started going fuzzy and I couldn't read it. And I had no idea where I was going. So I was trying to, trying to config, figure it out. And after three or four wrong turns, I was completely lost. And Claire and Caleb were caught in this deep discussion. And I was trying to butt in and say, every now and then say, ah, can you help? And they were just going, <laughs> weren't listening to what I said until I was totally lost, pulled off on the side of the road and I said, help. I'm lost. So Caleb pulls out his phone and says, turn right, turn left, turn left, and we got there. But how many of us find ourselves in that position? You know, life gets a bit fuzzy and we can't quite hear exactly where we're going. And we go and make decisions of our own. Oh, yeah, I know, I'm going to turn this way and that way. And we find ourselves completely lost. And then just like I went to Caleb, I said, Caleb, will you help me out? And he told me where to go. Isn't good that even God, even we make wrong decisions, he still comes to our rescue. And he still says, I'm going to show you the way. You know, there is a lost world out there that don't know where they're going. And they're looking for direction. 
and you do know that you are the map book on this phone as the Holy Spirit speaks through you. You are the people that can give them direction. We are the ones that can give them hope. We are the ones that can give them a meaningful life. And how's that? My light just turned on. Yeah. I love it that now we, have, we now, as Howie Gilston, have breakfast in two schools, not just one. And the rang state high and, and in Gilston primary now. And we have gotcha backs. We have our work in India. We have all these other things going on. I'm thinking, what else can we do as a church? Isn't it good we get the opportunities to help people in these situations, to, to show them some direction? I love it that we're not just internal, but we are external. So one of the words... Um, over our church at the moment because we're going from word of the Lord to that's right it's from Ezekiel where 47 verse the whole chapter so I'm just going to read out one verse and it says then he brought me back to the door of the temple and behold water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east the water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. One verse. Where did Ezekiel go? To the temple. Where did Ezekiel go? Where did Ezekiel go? To the temple. So where should we go? We can't go to a temple as such, but where should we go? Where should we go? To God. We should go to God. First up. And what happened when he went to the temple? What did he see? Water. He saw water coming out from under the temple. So what happens when we go to God? We should see water. If, if, if we don't see water, then, then, hey, I'm going to go back to that temple. I'm going to go back to the temple until I get some life-refreshing water that I can see that's going to take me to my next season. Maybe no more throwaway, throwaway prayers just as I'm driving my car. God, will you do this? And forget about it, blah, blah, blah. God, I've got an inbuilt heart need or a desire. Isn't it amazing when our prayers change, when they can be throwaway, but when we have something we really, really, I mean really, really need, when you've got a... A, a, a sickness that could kill you, you will pray differently than when you've got a cold. When you've, you've got a um, heading towards financial ruin or I've just haven't got $5 to buy a coffee, you will pray something completely different. And can, can we come to that place where my heart is saying, God, I can see the enemy's doing this thing against me. Well, I'm going to stir it up within me that I'm going to pray like that. I'm not going to allow this thing to come against me. And, and then that trickle, that trickle that you see will grow into a flood. I knew a man many years ago, and every single day he recited Psalm 91 over his family, every single day. And sometimes he would recite Psalm 91 over his workmates as well. To focus, focus God and bring God into the situation all the time, that God would bless his kids. God would look after his kids. See, the kings of the story assumed they were okay, and, and they did not inquire of the Lord. They'd put themselves in the valley by their own doing and then wanted God to rescue them. And, and can I say that's not all of us. Some of us have been put in valleys that, that others have done to us or, or things that have happened that are out of our control and we have no choice. But many of us find ourselves in the valleys. And they had a choice. They could turn back to where they came from 
or they could inquire of the Lord. And we've got exactly the same choice here this morning. You can go back into your old habits, can go back into your old insecurities, or you can, can hear the voice of the Lord, challenge yourself, take a chance, step out by faith, and step into where God wants you to go. See, we're starting Alpha this week to teach us lessons of how to live this life, this Christian life well. And, and Brad and Montana, are, Montana, Montana, where are you? I can see Brad. Oh, she's there, sorry, babies, babies. If any of you want to grow stronger in your faith, can I encourage you, go see Brandon and Tanner and they're going to get up at the end of the service and meet them and put yourself into Alpha. Alpha will grow you. It will grow your strength in God. If you're struggling with things, go to Alpha. We've got discipleship courses we've been running for men's and women's for a long period of time. And let me tell you, they are changing me and I think they're changing the men and women the same thing. Emily is running a fresh start course in her connect group at night. Can we encourage ourselves to step in? Let's just not wait. Can we step up to the door of the temple? Not just wait for God to come to us, but actually step up to the door of the temple to put ourselves in a position where we can see, see the water coming out? So my second thought is God will give you a word. It's not God may give you a word. God will give you a word. See, the kings go to the prophet. And those prophets in the old days, as you heard in the reading, were wild men. We read stories about um, soldiers coming to, give, to ask them to do something they didn't want to do, and so he calls down fire from heaven and kills the 50. Next lot come up and he does the same thing. These guys were just crazy wild men, but they heard the voice of the Lord. See, in this, in this text, Jehoram, the king of Israel, had not been living anywhere near God's standards. And the prophet was not scared to say what he thought to this man. He says to him, go to the prophets of your father and your mother. And it just so happened, and you probably all know these names, that his father and mother were Ahab and Jezebel. And they worshipped the Baals, different gods. And he's telling them, look, don't, don't play games with me. Don't just put on an act. You're mucking, you're mucking around here. Don't, don't dare come, come, come to me in this situation. Go back to, to what you really believe in. But then he said, because of the king of Judah, the man who, who trusts in me, the man who puts his life before me, I will listen to, to what you're saying. You know, which king are we today? Are we the king of Judah? God is always going to listen to you, by the way, just like the prophet did. Just the answer might be a little bit different in situations. I want to come to him like the king of Judah who I've been serving. I've been serving my God. I've been living a lifestyle for, for my God. I've been doing my very best God's going to encourage you. He's going to give you a word. He's going to tell you exactly what is right for your situation and your season you're in. See, Elijah, he demonstrated the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life and ministry. He brought life, he brought blessing, he brought judgment through miracles. God's presence was in his life and, and Elisha points a better way, point, his, his life points towards Jesus. And we are just so blessed that we get to live after Jesus came and died on the cross for us. Because we get to walk in this new covenant. We get to walk in the presence and the power and the Holy Spirit in more than Elijah did if we really, if we really pushed in. I don't want to have to go to someone like the prophet Elijah. I don't want to have to go to someone to ask, which way do I go? I want to come to my God. 
I want to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. I want to let him tell me where to go and what to do. In fact, I don't just want to. I need him to. I need him to speak in my life. I have a need for God, and I don't know if we all realize what our need for God is, is like, but I need him. I need him. Even when things are going well, I need him. I need to continually come before him. See, the Moabite armies were coming, and they were very strong. And here you are, prophet, you just ask me to dig a ditch. Wouldn't we be expecting, God, will you save me? Wouldn't we be expecting fire to come from heaven to suddenly change the situation around? But the prophet says it's time to pick up your shovel. It's time to get in and dig a ditch. Didn't make sense. Not just, God, will you give us water? Dig a, dig a ditch. God, just not answer all my needs, dig a ditch. See, when you're persecuted, can you dig a ditch of forgiveness? When you're sick, can you dig a ditch of faith and reliance on God? When you're plagued by anxiety, can you dig a ditch of prayer and trust? When all hope is God, can you dig a ditch of trust in God? When you have no money, can you dig a ditch to ask for a better job? Can you ask God to lead? Can you ask God to dig a ditch of work? Can you ask God to get, dig a ditch where I'm going to be able to put a budget up and learn to save? Can you, can you, God, I'm going to dig a ditch where I'm going to tithe and I'm going to be faithful towards you. Can we dig a faith ditch? Can we dig a ditch of time when we, when we can't feel his presence, when we dig a ditch of, of praise and worship to our God, not just here at church on Sunday, but in our personal times in the morning? Can we dig a ditch? And I know that when we dig a ditch, there can be water in your valley. See, it says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I I hope we don't wait for a valley experience before we start to dig a ditch. But we dig a ditch when things are good. We prepare ourselves for the valley experience. Get ready for the valley experience. And if we dig a ditch, if we come to God in Ezekiel 47.1, you know, you will see a trickle. But you've got to come to God first. You know, I, I see, can see a problem. Sometimes we don't even see the problems because we're so far away from God, we don't even recognize them until they're huge in our lives. But when we can see a problem, which many of us do, can you also see a promise? Because there is a promise. Have you got out your word? Have you got out your sword? Are you reading your word, finding the promises of God for your situation? Are you allowing the word to become alive in your life and the word becomes rima, which is a rima word or a life-giving word for you out of the word of God? Because that that word of God is alive and active and we do know it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Do we allow God to speak to us through the prophetic? Do we actively pursue the prophetic in our lives? But God, will you speak to me? Maybe not through others, but God, will you speak to me directly? And then when we hear that, when we, we know there's a promise, are we just quite simply gonna follow God's strategy that he's given us? Maybe when it doesn't even work sometimes, we're gonna keep pursuing that strategy because it's God's strategy for our lives and eventually we'll be blessing. In Hebrews 4.16, it says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace and we may receive mercy 
and find grace to help in time of need. The last thought after we follow God's strategy, can you imagine what it's like if you had this in your life where God has given you a word, you followed his strategy, then you see the answer and you actually see the promise? Have you seen that in your life? I have, multiple times. I've seen it in my health situations. I've seen it in my finances. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in my work. How I come to God, I get a promise from the word. I quote the word. I dig a ditch. I quote the word. I quote the word. I pray into it. God, will you speak to me? And then I get a reamer word from God. And I follow that word. I follow where he's leading me. And then I come to a promise. Because we should be going from victory to victory. To victory to victory. If you've never had that happen to your life, well, I'm encouraging this morning, will you dig a ditch? Will you follow his word? Will you pursue him? And then when you get the promise, the next time something happens in your life, you can say, he's done it once, he's gonna do it again. If he's done it once, he's gonna do it again, and he's gonna do it again, and he's gonna do it again. If I found victory in this area, I can find victory in this area. Because there is already an answer. And I love this thought. That even as the kings were going to the prophet Elijah, the answer had quite possibly already been given before they even came to to Elijah. Or maybe they were speaking to Elijah. See, it says that it was raining in the dry mountains of Edom. Or water was coming from Edom. And even though they're sitting in bright sunshine where they were, calling out rain, God in his mercy and grace was already allowing rain to fall in Edom. And if you know what Edom means, it means red. There's red clay cliffs in Edom. And can you imagine in your mind's eye, there's this flash flood of water coming into Edom. And here they are asking God, God, we're gonna die of thirst. They're They're gonna overtake us and kill us all. And the same time that they've lost all hope and they're crying out and looking for a prophet, God in his mercy and grace is pouring out water in Edom. And I love the fact that, I don't know where they went to bed or what exactly happened, but they dug these ditches to hold the water, not knowing where the water was coming. And they get up, they get up, there's been no rain that they can see anywhere. And they get up and there'd been a flash flood from the waters that fell in Edom. Even as they were praying, the water was flowing. The floods came through, filled up all the ditches they held and then the floods dissipated. And when they get up, miraculously, the ditches are full of water. Isn't it amazing how God lines everything up? You know, we come to him, he has an answer for you. See, they were purposeful, these kings, to hear God's voice. They go to Elijah. And what does Elijah say first up? He says, get me a musician. See, they did something so they could focus on God and hear what he was saying. I don't know what it's like when you come to church. My worship and praise is so important to me. It's like I'm picking up a magnifying glass so I can focus back on God again. Elisha did the same thing. He asked for a musician so he could focus back on God. When when, when times are tough and you're feeling maybe depressed, maybe angry, 
What is your first thought to do? Do you put on the worship music? Do you put on the praise music? And maybe when you don't even feel like praising, just like Ruthie this morning, can you get up and dance when you don't even feel like it? And can I tell you, God will speak to you. It'll the magnifying glass of what is going on in your life will shift away from the things that you've been focusing on and it'll shift back on God. I can imagine Elijah, I don't know whether he's dancing or whether he's just worshiping, whatever he was doing, but shifting his focus back on God and saying, God, I, I, I wanna hear your voice. Doing something to engage himself, going up to the door of the temple, to walk up to the door of the temple to see the water coming out. He actually did something to focus back on God so he could hear the word of the Lord. This is why we worship and praise in church. It's not just something we do every Sunday. This is why we worship and praise before every meeting we have, except for men's, because men can't sing. Very well. (laughs) Okay, the last song of the service, men, we're going to sing. And girls, you're not going to utter a word. Are you ready, men? <laughs> uh, you know, the trouble with flash floods is many of us come to church and we come to a meeting and God touches us and we feel the presence of God. Maybe we get a taste of God and we go away excited, but we've never dug a ditch. And that flash flood comes and it runs over the top of us and it runs out. And we've had an experience with God. We've had a taste of God. But we've never dug a ditch to hold God. And I don't know, but I want to dig a ditch. I want to dig a ditch that when when I'm going through tough times, there's a ditch full of water ready for me to go to when I need it. It's a promise from God when I need it. It's life for my emotions. It's life for me physically. It's life for me. And, and, and I, I think some of us here are in that situation. God, you've touched me, but you've left me. Well, God's telling you this morning, will you dig a ditch? Some of you don't even really know, and I'm not being condemning here. I don't think you really even know how to praise and worship. You know, when was the last time you cried before the Lord? When was the last time that you actually lifted up your feet and danced before the Lord? When was the last time we almost lost control of ourselves before the Lord? Just like David did. Maybe not Dwight, what David did, but close. You know, we create a ditch and we get some of the dirks and dirt and rocks out of our lives so we can actually hold water. I believe as a church that the word of the Lord for the season is once again is Ezekiel 47. And that water that starts as a trickle, we all know it starts out as a trickle, but it, but it ends up being a strong gush that brings life wherever it goes. There's trees beside it that that tap their roots into it and they flourish and there's fish everywhere in abundance, wherever the water flows. But did you notice whenever the water stops, it turns into a marsh? I wanna be in that flow of God. I still wanna have a ditch where I can hold it, but I wanna have that flow of God flowing over my life all the time. See, what happens in verse 24? The enemy attacked them because isn't it amazing that God actually 
had this water flow over some red cliffs. So when they looked at it, the water was red. I'm not sure exactly this is true or not, but my imagination's running that this water was red. And as the sun came up in the morning, they thought there was blood everywhere. (laughs) That reminds me of our grandkids. One of them came home from church, didn't they? A son, yeah. And someone asked him, what happened to church today? And they said, there was blood everywhere. Because someone was preaching on the blood and they had communion. He said, there was blood everywhere. Oh, I hope there's blood everywhere washing our sins away this morning. I hope there's blood everywhere refreshing us this morning. I hope there's water coming out too, water coming out that we can sustain us today. And these Moabites, as they looked out, saw this red water in the pools and said, these Israelites have killed each other. Let's go, let's go and and take them. So they come rushing in unprepared. And we all know what happens. They came in unprepared because they thought the victory was theirs. The Israelites rose up and slayed them all. God's provision. Just imagine if they said, I don't want to dig a ditch. I don't, I don't want to get up a shovel. I want to fight. I, I want to do something. But they, God, they listened to what God told them to do and they dug a ditch. And it brought about a great victory for them. It's time for us to play our part and then allow God to play his part. Yeah. Don't let what God has put in us go to waste. I believe it's time to rise up for our families, for our health and for others. It's time to go and share the gospel like we've never shared before. I'm so aware, and we had a men's breakfast yesterday morning and we went to a coffee shop. And I'm so aware of of the, the waitress as she comes up to be respectful to try and bless them every time I see them and say thank you every time I see them and saying, God, will you give me an opportunity to speak into their lives? But God, I'm not just gonna blurt it out and just, just become all religious. I wanna I want show them that I'm actually a nice person. So when I speak, they're gonna listen. I'm always looking and saying, God, who, who am I gonna speak to? When I, when I go to Woolies and, and I see the, the lady, I, I'll try and bring up a conversation. I don't know what you're like, but I'm, I'm continually looking and saying, God, when can I, how can I share the good news of your word to others? So God will speak. So can we all close our eyes today? What is he saying to you? What is he saying to you? Not me. What is he saying to you? And I can guarantee some of you, without even striving and straining, you've all got a thought pops in your head. Some of it's negative, some of it's positive. But there's a thought that's come straight into your head. And you've got to know, if God speaks, he has an answer. And you've got to know that that very thing you're thinking about right now, it's just like what happened to the Israelites. As they went to God, God already had water pouring that they couldn't see that was coming their way. That is the answer for you this morning. And I'd like you to hang on to that thought that there is water coming. 
There is water coming. And for those of you who are running with God and, and your life is going so well and you're going from victory to victory in God and you feel like God is just on your side in every situation, may I encourage you to go and share that with others. Not to just sit in that victory and lull in the victory, but to say, God, where's my next victory? Where's my next thing I'm gonna conquer? Because we're meant to be victorious in Him. So, out of that, is there anyone here who hasn't got an in-depth relationship with God and you would like that in-depth relationship with God? Is there anyone here who's sitting here right now says, I, I, I don't know if, I'm, if I was gonna die today whether I was gonna go to heaven or I was gonna go to the other place because you know there is a Christless eternity and I'd hate anyone to go there and I'm not saying this to, to put anyone, to shock anybody but we should know where we're going. If there's anyone here who would like a relationship with God, who, who would like to know that when they do pass away, they are gonna go to meet with Him in the clouds of the air. They're gonna meet with Him. See, for God so loved the world, He gave His only Son just for you. And it says, whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. If you wanna know a God that wants to give you eternal life, can I ask you to lift your hand and I'm gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna pray a prayer and, and, and that prayer is gonna say, God, will you come back into my life in a real way? Is there anybody here today? Anybody? Thank you, anybody? Great, we're gonna go on with our service. You know, everybody, we are free. We are free. That water has already been poured in that land and it is coming our way. It is coming our way. I've had tastes in it in this last month or two that I haven't experienced in God for quite a while. God is moving and God is stirring. Are you gonna step in this morning? Are you gonna take a faith step this morning? To allow him to go to places that he hasn't been in your life? To allow him to move in a way that you haven't experienced for a while? So we're gonna do something very holy. And we're gonna sing that joy song. No, we are. <laughs> and I don't want to force this I don't want to do anything else except do we realise where we stand do we realise that we have a God that loves us so so much he's on our sides encouraging us and even if you don't feel like it today can I encourage you as we sing this song Shout it out. If your feet don't move, can I encourage you to move? Now, Ruthie. 
She was going to teach us a dance this morning. Well, I told her she was going to teach us a dance this morning. And I don't want to get away from any religious experience or anything else we might be having here in this moment. But God wants us to have joy, people. God, can you imagine the joy that these, these soldiers found when they realized that the victory, that they had won their victory? They had won, they weren't going to die, they, they, were, they were free. Can you imagine what they felt like? That is who we are. And we should be going from victory to victory. So can we all stand? And I'm sorry, if, if, if the men sang it, there wouldn't be much joy, probably. Will you get some dance on then, David? Uh, I, yeah, okay, I'll set myself up, yeah. yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I've actually, um, Ruthie was, was showing us some Fijian dance moves this morning. So I actually know there's some more Fijians in the house. Um, and I don't want to embarrass them, but... <laughs> Can we sing this? Can we sing this with some gusto? Can we sing this coming from the place that God has won a victory for us? And, and even though you might have come down this morning, listen, if you want prayer this morning, we're going to sing while we sing this joyous song today. We're going to sing through the place of victory. That God has already given us a promise. Let's step into the promise today. Let's, let's allow God's Holy Spirit to move, in, move in, our, in our service today in a real way. Can we raise and shout our voices? And if you want to come out to the front, you can come out to the front. We've, I'm almost out of time, so we've only got a few minutes. Can we sing like we haven't sung for a long time? I just feel we're going to have some joy in the house, some breakthrough in the house. And can remember to dig a ditch so that this thought that we have, this joy that we have doesn't dissipate. It goes with us during the week, it propels us. And if you feel like you need a touch of God, while we're singing this joyous song, come out and we're going to pray for you. We might even dance around you or do something this morning. Something different. Let's go. Let's sing. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.